0: It's a pleasure to introduce Michael Doe to you. Michael is a pharmacist and software engineer who's managed an independent community pharmacy for close to 10 years before founding pharmacy technology company MedAssist. As the chief technology officer and co-founder of MedAssist, Michael combines his pharmacy experience with his programming skills to lead the clinical and engineering teams. You can learn more about MedAssist at www.medassist.ca. It's also linked below in the description box. MedAssist is an all-in-one solution to modernizing community pharmacies of any size. With MedAssist, pharmacies can simplify their practice and grow their reach through a seamlessly integrated suite of marketing, workflow, and support tools designed by experienced pharmacists. Make sure you follow Michael on his various social media platforms. See the links in the description box below. And now it gives me an immense pleasure to welcome Michael to the conversation.
1: Okay, so welcome back. And now we have Michael joining us. Uh, Michael, welcome to Diverse Conversations Podcast. It's it's a pleasure to have you in. And, you know, thank you for taking the time uh, to come here and share your journey. Because I think uh, what you have achieved with um uh, is phenomenal and I, I would love to kind of um, you know discuss a bit more about it so that we can kind of spread more awareness but also at the same time you know learn from the journey that um, that you took to reach to the stage that you're in right now. Um, so with that I guess my first question for you is <laughs> how was your journey from you know being a pharmacist um, and I know you are a community pharmacist uh, to you know being a startup founder and uh, now a co-founder you know can you tell us a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, First off, um, you know, I I never thought, you know, I'd be in this position even, you know, five years ago of, you know, getting the opportunity to start a company and an opportunity to talk to you. I think, Um, I don't think uh, I'm naturally like a born leader, you know, or not particularly ambitious. Um, So it's been for me a very gradual kind of journey, just step by step, just, um getting more experience and learning mm-hmm. and improving. And um I guess it originally first started, you know, in high school when I mm-hmm. I, I first learned to to code, to program, because there was a computer class that, that was teaching JavaScript. And and I was pretty lucky I don't think a lot of people even get the opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. And so uh that's where it started. Then I went to pharmacy school and I started working as a community pharmacist, um partly because Um, I guess I was not overly ambitious enough to try to compete for residency but um, I you know I learned to I learned to love community pharmacy Um, part of it was um, eventually you learn to get really really good at it and and really you know you feel like you you're able to to have an impact on patients on a daily basis so I'm still practicing right now I have a shift next week only one shift next week though <laughs> but um um yeah so that's where I started so I worked out as a pharmacy uh-huh. um and I know um like my pharmacy owner wanted me to be the manager and right. had to ask me on multiple occasions before I accepted um because you know again I didn't really feel like um at the time I necessarily wanted more responsibility right um but um, also it, you know, eventually I, I you know, I gave in because mm-hmm. really, you know, the pharmacy needed to, to grow and to become more sustainable. So we worked together, um, transformed that pharmacy from something that was pretty outdated to, you know, um, a very kind of thriving kind of spot right now in, in the city, um, with a large storefronts and, you know, uh, competition, of course, from big brands across the street. So, right that's
1: incredible yeah so I I hear though I heard from um from the grapevine that you also won an award for as a best pharmacist and this was recognized by your patients
2: oh well I also (laughs) I think I think my I think it was a student's um nominated award okay uh, which I love I love teaching I love students uh teaching students we have rotations here at Medicine's. we have rotations at my pharmacy I have um I um a two-hour workshop that I run for my students. That's um, incredible. Yeah, so I go through because I don't practice as much. I've I've written down all my favorite like tips and tricks in community pharmacy. I've compiled it and then I force my students to to listen to me rant for two hours. <laughs> um, I love it. It's, it's it's so it's it's you know it's um it's always going to be a part of my whole part of, of of you know what I do and.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think I think, though, what you mentioned about the two hour workshop that you give to all your pharmacy students, I think that's a brilliant idea for, you know, for any other um, uh, preceptors out there, because I think, um, you know, students would appreciate those tips and insights, you know, so if you have any plans of ever making that uh, <laughs> more available. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, I, it's a slide deck. It's not. It doesn't look the best. I just worked out a bunch of notes, but I would love for someone to. I mean, for anyone to, to use it. It's you know, I have cases in there that are interesting in terms of like helping students um, practice decision making right. and and practice um, communication and, and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's it's a lot of fun to to uh, to brain tease students and absolutely
1: it's i i always like you know i feel like the time you spend with um with students is is so much like i don't know it, there's a it's gratifying but it's also at the same time you learn so much um not just uh you know you you don't just teach but you also learn a lot from them too um and i i just enjoy having students um like at, at any opportunity that i can and i'm just so glad that uh you know this is you're also um you know inspiring students um uh, by continuing to work with them even with this unique role that you find yourself in now where you're not as much in community pharmacy because you're focused on your startup, uh, but you're still trying to find that balance and you you continue to give back. So thank you for doing that because I feel like we need more of those um, inspirations for students to realize that, you know, community pharmacy can be very diverse if um, if you're open to innovation and, you know, look at your, look like, for example, what you mentioned about, you know, how you have changed the pharmacy that you worked at um, and you brought it up to date. I think that in itself is an incredible initiative that, uh, you know, we can all kind of look at our surroundings and say, how can I make this better? So that, uh, you know, it, it becomes more uh, competitive as a business um, and it, it holds that, potential and you, you saw that. So that's fantastic. So this is, this is, I think this is right in. So, you know, I guess that was your community pharmacy practice journey, and then you kind of led into Medicist. So what led you to create Metasist? I'm kind of curious to hear
0: that.
2: Yeah, I think, well, I mean, part of it was, I mean, it doesn't start, it doesn't start off as a company or a business. It comes, it starts off as just problem solving. Yes. You know, you're looking at ways to problem solve things that you see in practice that you experience that you, you see your patients struggle with and really medicine kind of started with uh, actually tackling the problem of medication uh, adherence. Mm-hmm. Um, 50% of patients don't take their medications as prescribed and that results in five to 10% of hospitalizations. Yes, And I think as pharmacists, we always feel like um, that's partly our responsibility because we're, we're dispensing the medications, but you know, um, I, I, I started medicine because like patient could come into the pharmacy, have, you can have a perfect interaction with the patient. Mm-hmm. You've communicated and counseled everything perfectly. They've said that they're understanding, but then, you know, you, you find out later that they're, you know, they've been hospitalized because they were taking their medications incorrectly. And it, it, it so it felt to me like this wasn't, this is a problem that is that's greater than something that, I could solve within within the pharmacy, yes, um so you know um uh, I built this uh mobile app where patients can take a picture of their prescriptions. this is the medicines app, and then um it would give reminders every day on, on when to take their medications and also have uh, instructional videos on like how to use inhalers use different devices, so that's really kind of why it started, and then the pandemic happened, so um. You know, I felt like I had a responsibility to help support pharmacies because vaccinations and COVID testing were um,
0: yes. you know, a big part <laughs> of,
2: of what we've been doing over the past few years. And um, but essentially, Medicis is really just an extension of um, of what I see in practice, mm-hmm. what you know our users see in practice. They tell us and direct what we build. And I just luckily had developed the the experience that let me kind of be in this position, whether Mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, having really strong programming, uh, experience being a a clinical pharmacist and, and operating successful pharmacy, you know, all these things are just, um, it just felt natural for me, you know, now being in Menesis, but it's a long journey to get there to build all these little, uh, building blocks.
1: I, I agree I agree and that's exactly what I was thinking as you were mentioning that it's like you know in hindsight it all seems to make sense as to how those building blocks came together to you know help you reach where you are today but when you are in that process you know it, it become it look it's very colluded and you're like what exactly am I doing um and is it even making sense right uh but I think um uh, what you have um, you're, you've literally taken all your strengths and you know I don't think we I know I personally know of many pharmacists who have a strength in programming so I may be coming to you to teach me something some of that <laughs> uh, but you know it's it, I think it's it's fantastic to have that because um, you know we need pharmacists who understand that side of technology to help build the next solution that we need, um, you know, that can solve a lot of the problems we face on our day to day. And, and who better than you to kind of, you know, do that, because you have experience, you you work in a community pharmacy, so you know exactly what what that current frontline looks like, and, you know, what those challenges are. And, and I'm I'm just very glad. Can you talk a bit more about, you know, what kind of services or what kind of, um, I guess, services you provide with Medicist And like, you know, what can users expect when they sign up with you?
2: Yeah. Um, actually I just want to mention, uh, my co-founder Joella yes. as well. So, so yeah, I have some skills for sure. Um, and, and you, the way you said it was, it's like perfect. It's like, you don't know you're, you're just, you're just solving problems, but as you're solving problems, uh, you're, as you're building out skills and learning more, you never know where they'll take you. Yes. Um, and then if you, if you're missing pieces of it, then you find people to work with that have those missing pieces. So Joella, She's my co-founder, and she uh, worked as a shopify partner mm-hmm. and so um basically, her role was to help small businesses create online storefronts mm-hmm. and succeed online, whether it's through marketing or through payments and collecting payments online. So you know, the two of us kind of um, i think I mean you can't find a better kind of pair in terms of yes. tackling this problem that we want to solve, which is um, modernizing and helping independent pharmacies modernize and and compete you know online so and I guess that leads to a bit about Metasys yes um, and Metasys is think like on our website right now it's um, we say that we combine clinical solutions with business tools and and a support team to help pharmacies build their their dream practice that's kind of mm-hmm. like our tagline mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of vague but I can't think of a better way to explain it in one sentence. I think it's one of those things you have to kind of see to um, to um, appreciate it. Right. Um, like, um, for example, um, when when you log in, so during the pandemic, of course, mm-hmm. um, a big part of what we did was scheduling. So that's 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 you know a big part of the platform, and uh, you know we built a, a pharmacy-specific scheduler that's extremely flexible. Um, you can decide when you want to do which services at what time. Right. You can decide how how many patients um, are going to book each day, and how if it's a group of of, of five patients, how long that appointment is going to take, and and you can do all these things. But when you first log into Metasys, what you actually see is uh, all the follow-ups that you have to do for the day, all right. the notes for the day, all the resources that your your team has compiled together. So it's um, very much a collaborative tool mm-hmm. to streamline your day. Um, and to kind of raise your standard of care. Um, and it, so it's, it's all encompassing. It's all these little things that just together just make your day much, much easier and, and give you resources to solve any problem that you kind of experience.
1: Cool. So I guess what I'm hearing is, um, uh, medicists are like your problem solving team, I guess. <laughs> uh problem solving Uh, on demand
2: (laughs) it's like having an extra extra staff member there Um, yes like um the way you so let's say you get a prescription so Mm -hmm. a patient sends you a prescription through medasis um with their phone let's say it's back ordered or like there's supply issues um you can we have a feature called practice support you can go in there and you can ask for help you can find an alternative then you can text the patient back and let them know that you're, you faxed a doctor um, or fax some resources um, as well. And then you can create a, like a follow-up note um, mm-hmm. so that a staff member can follow up with that patient the next day. Mm. And you can even do that on your phone. So it's mobile friendly as well. So you don't have right. a terminal, but like the way you practice potentially with Metasys, if you use it to its, you know, all, all the tools we have, it's, it's a lot it feels different a lot different so um that's what's we're excited about just every little every little few minutes we save with you um yes it adds up
1: and i agree
2: that yeah we're we're excited about
1: i agree and and you know it's it's something i always um i always um kind of speak about as well uh, you you know even if it's shaving off like one or two seconds of a task um, it adds up because of the sheer volume that you know kind of happens or you know the the sheer volume that community pharmacies handle on a day-to-day basis like that one to two seconds per transaction can make a huge difference and patient communication is that one component in community pharmacy especially in the in between where the prescription's not just quite yet filled, you know, so the patient has dropped it off, but it's not quite yet filled. And that and that's a part where um a lot of communication gaps existed. And and I feel like Med Assist is, is kind of filling those gaps through, you know, the tools that you have. And and I welcome that because I think it's a much needed change we need. Uh, because this also in this day and age, I think information is like, you know, a bare minimum where patients are seeking information, even if it's a simple thing as Listen, working on this right now, you know, needing to confirm something with the physician, right? Or anything of that nature, saves you a phone call that could be pretty much two or three minutes of your time. Now you're actually just sending out a text instead
2: instead of playing phone
1: tag <laughs> right instead of playing phone yeah. tag as well because you're leaving them a voice message you're waiting for them to call you back etc so I agree what what wonderful uh, wonderful way to learn about it, Metasys because uh, and you know this is what we're hoping to achieve through this series is to you know highlight these um Canadian innovations because I feel like uh we we you know you have come to prominence during the pandemic but I don't think we have had the time to fully understand um, the capacity that you have built and, you know, how can we integrate this better into our profession so that our profession can take advantage of the technology that's available. Um, I feel like we're in the very early stages of technological revolution in our profession. And, you know, um, I see you as one of the leaders um, in in that revolution. So this is a great opportunity for me to learn more about this as well, but always a question. And I guess this is kind of, uh, you know, from an entrepreneur to entrepreneur, I always know that there's difficulties and challenges, especially when you're challenging status quo um when you are doing new things and and learning um and te- like you know pretty much reinventing how we do certain tasks which have been the same for years to in the past how difficult was it for you when you initially had your product um you know with MedAssist, your one your one platform that you had like how difficult was it to integrate that into uh and you know have that buy-in from your from your clients and your customers
2: well, I think I think the pandemic definitely um, was a reason for you know a lot of a lot of pharmacies signing up because they needed right. solutions. So that that's definitely one way. But 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 you know our our platform is much more than a scheduling system. So getting them to change their habits in terms of incorporating more of our tools yes. is 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 still a challenge, and it's not it's not easy um, in that regard because we've also been so busy during the pandemic mm-hmm. to. You know, to in to invest into looking at how we can improve our workflow. I mean, um, changing habits is always hard. Um, yes. There's um, <laughs> there's a a patient of, of mine that comes to my pharmacy to check their blood pressure. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he always asks me all these questions. He he doesn't pick up his blood pressure medications at our our pharmacy, but he'll he'll fill it at his usual pharmacy and come to me and ask for for advice. <laughs> and you know, it's like. Um, he keeps telling me that he's gonna he, he's he's thinking about transferring, but he's you know it's just old habits, you know. Yes. Um, and I, in terms of technology, I don't, I don't completely like I don't I I can understand the hesitancy too yes. with, with pharmacists because you know we've been I feel like pharmacists have been burnt before. I feel mm-hmm. like technology has never been designed that well for pharmacies. Yes. I think a prime example is the number of pharmacies, independent pharmacies don't even have a website. Agreed. Like it's, it's 2022 people Google things. They visit your website before they come in person. Yes. And you know, that, that website is a reflection of, of you online. And oftentimes their first impression. Yes. So if it's outdated, if it's, um, if it doesn't look good, just, it looks disorganized. That's a reflection on you, and you you may not even have an opportunity to meet that patient. Yes, agreed. But at the same time, uh, pharmacy websites are really hard to do for small independent pharmacies. They they will pay for a developer. They can sometimes spend money, you know, get a company to to build that website. But it's we've seen it during the pandemic too. It's so difficult to keep up to date, keep it updated with all the changes from From public health. Yes. So, um, I, I, you know, I think solving that problem is one of the ways that we, you know, taking those first steps, helping pharmacies take those first steps, is partly how we our plan and how to get pharmacies on board. Got it. So we, you know, our platform. One of the things that we. That it's part of our platform is that they designed their, their portal. It's like a website. Okay. And so they can update it on the fly. It's simple. It's clean. It's functional. Mm. And then, you know, we had lots of pharmacies who don't, don't have a logo that is decent enough to, right. to put online. <laughs> so sometimes we we design their logos for them. So sometimes there's a little bit of handholding. Right. Um, and basically our plan is, is to um, have a spectrum. Of pharmacies mm-hmm. on our platform so we, we have we have pharmacies that are um always willing to try new things you know pharmacies yeah. like 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 Kristen's pharmacy in, in you know in ontario for example and then we on the other side of the spectrum we have pharmacies that are just dipping their feet in yes but by having them all together in one community you know that's how we hope to kind of push the standard forward and that's kind of like our our goal
1: that's incredible so in a way you actually do provide a storefront um in a virtual storefront um to your customers through metasys the platform like if they once they sign up for your services that then that's i think that's as you rightly mentioned like you know um, and having experienced this firsthand when I was trying to design my website like I know how difficult it is uh, but like you know it's also a very time-consuming process too and 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 especially if you're an owner and you're working in a pharmacy like it's time is of an essence and you don't have that necessary time to to spend to do this so I think it's this is this is great so in a way in, and I guess um it's kind of like uh, I think that was one of my questions for you Uh, you know how do you now that we have these services available like you know where do you see the future of these services in the future like there's such technology like how do you see it evolve and like you know what does that future look like for us as a profession
2: um well I mean I think I think I mean I don't have all the answers that's fine just your Um, your
1: your vision I guess in terms of how do you see it It's, it's your opinion
2: I think, I mean, I I think the first step is the technology should be good. It should be flexible and customizable to fit to pharmacies. And then number two is we have to free up pharmacists' time. Like it's hard to get people to try different things if they're, um, they're so busy and and burnt out and stressed. So I think, um, I think we're trying to tackle those things. Um, And so we, we, we support our pharmacies a lot. There's this, this is chat you know, this online chat that you can message us and we respond in less than two minutes. Oh, wow. And, and what we'd say is we tell pharmacies, if you ever need any help with anything, message us there. Right. But then we also tell pharmacies, if you ever have time, you have free time, not free time, but we say, if you're ever ready to um, look at new ways to grow your business, message us there as well. Right. So it's the same, it's the same kind of process. And, and that's, that's our plan. And, and we don't, we don't fully know um, where things will take us, but mm-hmm. every single day our our goal is to to save you time and to to learn from you um, yes. as well. Um, like with mendicis, you can you know we're, we're providing the tools so that you right. can be innovative. so let's say you have an idea of um, a, a service you want to want to offer mm-hmm. for example, you want to do some nutrition um, counseling. Right. Uh, as a pharmacist, you can go into Medicis, you can create a new service, mm-hmm. you can create custom questions, you can um, put it on your portal, you can print out QR posters within Medicis, you can decide if you want patients to go on a wait list or to be able to book in directly. Mm-hmm. So you can create any healthcare service you can think of. Right. Um, so, you know, we have fantastic pharmacies on our platform that are you know pushing the envelope on what we can do mm-hmm. and you know hopefully um we're going to learn from them and together we're going to know what the future is
1: and i think that's the exciting part of um you know being early on in that cycle of innovation right uh where and and, and this is when i say early on i mean it as a profession we're we're really early on in that technological revolution where Uh, I think the first revolution happened was where we had those pharmacy softwares, information softwares, right? And now this is the second one that we're seeing where we'll have more and more tools and apps and whatever it is that will come out, which will assist us in how we connect with our patients um, and how we interact with them. And I I think, um, you know, for you to be a front leader on that, because you came in very early on, like, I think the pandemic was, I think, really a wake-up call for our profession to be like, hey, wake up, like, you know, got to kind of keep up with the times, because, the way um, a regular, like, you know, I, when I see myself as a patient, the way I interact with my pharmacy is not the same as it was in the past. Um, and I'm expecting a lot of that information given to me without necessarily having to speak to anyone. Um, and so it, it you know, it changes the way that information exchange now happens right before it was me going into the pharmacy, but now I'm like, is it possible for you to give me this information without me having to be there personally? Um, and I think so, and I I know early adoptions um are are great in terms of the personal satisfaction you receive out of it because you're you're solving a problem no one has yet even bothered to tackle, but at the same time there are challenges and barriers um to um you know to to that so what, I guess it's like you know what motivated you to continue on because I from what I'm hearing from you Medassist started a long before the pandemic was even even there, but I think it kind of took up steam during the pandemic but in that time frame while you were you know while you were creating your product how did you keep yourself motivated to continue to build on that
2: I mean I think I think it's not really I I you know like I said before I, I didn't think it would be this it, it didn't the expectation was that it's going to be something big or it's going to be revolutionary mm-hmm. always it's I, like I love to program too <laughs> like <laughs> like um um it's it's just me being creative right like how if you have a hobby and you love to paint you love to to make music you love to do those things like I I you know I I don't get to code as much I code on the weekends now because there's so much things going on but I look forward I can't wait to code this weekend like I have (laughs) an idea of like um this feature I want to I want to build so it's um and I guess that helps a lot if if you if you enjoy what you're doing, um, it gets hard. Yes. There's no doubt that uh, we've, you know there's been some really hard days. I can um, imagine you know, starting a small company, but um, I mean it's just also natural, I guess, at this point for me.
1: Right, and I guess you know, and then this is something I'm always intrigued uh, when I when I speak with innovators. Is like you know, I also feel like it's a very it's a a journey of personal growth as well, right? Um, because you're like, I, I know when I got into entrepreneurship, it was really a test to how strong was my conviction. But also at the same time, it's like, you know, expanding my own personal boundaries of what I knew, what I was capable of doing or not doing. You know, how how have you seen that in, in your own journey? Um, you know, in terms of your personal growth? How, how, how have you seen that
2: change over the past few years? It's, I mean, I think, I think you're right. I mean, every, any, every entrepreneur I met is, um, it's, it's a lot of it is self-improvement and, and also their, their desire and thirst for knowledge is like, yes, like <laughs> universal as well. And, um, their willingness to take risk, I guess, mm-hmm. um, I think, I think those are the, the three things, but you know, um, I think another, way to look at it maybe is I think there's a lot more pharmacy entrepreneurs perhaps than we think because yes. every business owner every pharmacy owner is an entrepreneur pharmacy Absolutely. manager is a leader every pharmacist is a leader yes so sometimes they're like where I was before you know and they're they're building skills they're learning and they're 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 touching those those uh, those areas mm-hmm. but maybe they don't have the tools and you know part of my job is to 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 provide tools for them and, and, uh, yeah, see, see where it takes us.
1: Yeah, no, I think, I think, I think this is fantastic. Cause this is really how I also like, you know, similar to you, I share this vision where I think collaboration is the key. Um, and I think we need to tap into each other's expertise, um, to you know, create this future that we see for ourselves as a profession, and and you know, that means like tapping into your expertise as a programmer and and a and you know a pharmacist who knows coding and is passionate about it. Um, I can only imagine how many problems you'll be solving for us in the near future uh, just with your passion for coding. Because you know, I think it's one thing to have a coder um who just is not a pharmacist or does not have a pharmacist understanding versus somebody who has lived and you know breathe it in that environment to you know be able to understand and I think there are some things you just pick up without even asking those questions like you just know that this is what's going to work and this is not going to work and and we're very grateful that um you know I to be honest like it gives me great joy to meet the uh, pharmacists especially who have uh you know found their passions in in such niche areas which we we don't talk about much and and you know that um that, and I'm hoping that through this, um, if anyone has ever has feels loved, like themselves, they're stuck in, in terms of bringing their innovation to life, feel free to reach out to Michael, because I feel like he's a great resource um, in terms of helping you not just, um, you know, resolve the problem, but I think more like, you know, being able to guide you in terms of how, how or through his expertise, especially, because I feel like that's an expertise we have not tapped into yet. Um, and I think, You know, I remember you mentioning earlier on in our conversation, you are not an ambitious person, (laughs) Um, but for you to then, you know, now become this co-founder of a startup, it's quite a journey uh, because I think ambition would, you know, have a huge role to play in terms of um, keeping that drive to continue with the startup and, and continuing to put in all the efforts and resources. How did that switch happen? What was that change like for you?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I mean I, I'm I'm pretty introverted. I don't like being in the spotlight. So after this call, I'm gonna feel like I'm gonna feel so tired um, because yeah, I'm just just you know I don't like right. like I'm not naturally someone that likes to stand up on stage. But um, and but but this is part of my learning too. It's part of me wanting to push myself and to continue to develop um, as a professional and you know and um, I think um when did that switch happen I I think I I think just I don't know if there was really a switch I just it's just when you're in the thick of it like when you're working in a startup or like what I do and like a week-to-week basis it's Mm -hmm. just problem solving so every week we have new problems that we want to solve new problems that you know this week we want to solve this problem we want to finish this thing And, and every week it's just for me, I'm, you know, lucky enough, I'm, I'm able to, um, you know, get to work on those things. And that's exciting to me. And it doesn't feel all the time as some big pressure of changing the world. uh, When, you know, a a user wants this thing, uh, this, this feature, or, you know, there's this feature request that we have, and we're just, we're just building it week by week. And sometimes it's, yeah, it's not, you know, it's not about having a big, kind of um, idea it's about just getting practicing and being good at problem solving or being good at that thing that that you do on a daily basis Mm -hmm.
1: I agree I agree and I would say kudos to you Um, you know and I know um, I guess I can relate to some of it because I'm an ambivert myself so um, there are situations where I get completely drained out myself and and you know I think um, it takes great strength because I know you know, our current, the way we define leadership, uh, sometimes and innovation, um, you know, we do not necessarily take into account the strengths um, that, you know, introversion can provide as well, because th- there's a lot of reflection that happens in that and, um, you know, we sometimes fail to tap into that potential. So, you know, thank you for recognizing that and you know, I think you also serve as um uh, as a beacon of hope uh, for anyone who's out there who may, you know, consider themselves as an introvert um, but they're wishing to pursue this entrepreneurship route. Listen, you have a leader right in front of you right now here um, and he has done it. So if he can do it, you can do it very well. And, and, you know, reach out to him for any advice or anything that uh, he can share from his own journey as well. And with that, I also wanted to take a moment to, you know, highlight any achievements um, for Assist, um, especially during the pandemic that you wish to share with our audience.
2: Yeah, I think um the pandemic was there was a lot of activity on our platform. I mean yes. I think, you know we served over uh half a million patients labs wow. we um but a lot of that too is is the credit goes to our pharmacies. Um I guess what what I'm proud of is not just how many people we serve but how how we're able to serve them. So right. um early on one of one of the goals that we wanted to One of the reasons that really motivated us was um, early on, uh, I think it was 93% of COVID mortality was patients over the age of 60. Yes. So we wanted to make sure that our pharmacies had an ability Mm -hmm. to easily triage patients, whether it's by age, um, if they're pregnant, if they're immunocompromised, if they're first responders. So um, that's probably what I'm most proud of it's just our ability to to build that into to you know early into how we handled the entire mm-hmm. process so that um, our pharmacies can have that kind of impact for our communities
1: absolutely and I think um you know I think that 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 in itself would have been such a interesting uh and important functionality because I remember there was a time where the vaccination guidelines were changing like at the drop of a dime yep. <laughs> Right. So I can only imagine how handy that tool would have been for your for your customers, because, you know, how do you streamline? How do you how do you even start to make sense of this by just like the sheer volume of patients you serve and, and having such functionality, I'm, I'm sure would have would have assisted them quite a lot.
2: And how do you do the phone calls too? Like yes. in real time? So, you know, for us, um, like we make we you can edit your page, right, your huh. portal. So we, we told our pharmacies to put in caps lock, do not call the pharmacy right right up front. Got it. (laughs) So, um, and and, you know, and those, I mean, those were just, you know, fun problems to solve, but also like, also like very late nights, like, um,
1: I can imagine (laughs) Yeah,
2: staying up. I remember, um, when they changed the COVID-19 symptomatic testing, Mm -hmm. like that was a very, very late night us working through in the night to uh, get something up for, for our pharmacies. So. Um,
1: I can relate yeah, to that. Like that would have been such a stressful time and, and especially, and I think the adaptability, like you were able to pivot and you were able to adapt to those times, I think speaks volumes to your, the capacity your team has built um, and the talent your team has. Right. Uh, because it's not easy to respond in such a short timeframe to such drastic changes.
2: Yeah. And um you know our team is pretty small too I mean this this doesn't matter too much but personally the the, the experience that matters like yes um but if you if you I mean we had yeah, we had a very small team so being able to accomplish that was was I think amazing you know our team's you know amazing and um I mean if you talk to a customer they they probably don't care they just want the best solution exactly
1: it's not. So you don't size. have that as an excuse. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
1: not the. It's not the size of the team that matters. It's the talent and the and the and the ability of the team to deliver on the the needs of the customers, right? Um, that that matters, and to be able to do so in a very timely manner. And I can. I guess you know. From seeing your growth during the pandemic, I'm certain that you your team is uh, a super uh, capable team. And regardless of the size, and I think as a startup, like we are not expecting a mega team to be on at your disposal because you're you're working, you're still building on that on that business and and you're growing as we speak. So you know, obviously, it takes time to build that team capacity, and you want to do that in a more organic fashion rather than having to just jump in and hire and then having to let go staff as well because that's not a nice thing to do as either. Uh, and I think, you know, kind of um, thinking of because I always ask this to all my innovators is like, you know, how can we promote innovation within pharmacy? Um, and like, you know, what are some of the resources uh, that they can highlight? Because I, I know um, and, you know, I your startup has been selected as one of the 12 um, accelerators. Um, uh, Sorry, as a Google accelerator, I have been selected as one of those 12 startups in North America. So that's a huge achievement because like. Down south innovation like startup market is crazy um so being that Canadian team on there, I think it's great proud moment for us, but I would love to hear more about that and like you know if you can share a bit more about that and also like you know how can we promote innovation within our community as well
2: yeah, I think um I mean that this is partly um so critical to to a startup is 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 hiring the right team, and so um half. I think about half of our engineering team actually have a pharmacy background. Wow. So um, like I'm not the only practicing pharmacist that's a programmer on our team. <laughs> um one of our pro, one of our um um students that did a rotation with us. Um she did she did an app rotation with us, and then she graduated from pharmacy school and then she did a boot camp, are calling boot camp, and now she's working as an engineer with us. Wow so the team is so important it's you know assembling a team of 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 people that really pa- are passionate and really care about community pharmacies and will go above and beyond every day for them um that's that's critical and that's what enabled us to build so many things and to be so productive and and imp- you know we were able to impress google because because of that because um and, uh, and Google is super exciting because we yes. get um, so right now we're, it, we're undergoing the programming right now. So we get um, uh, lesson plans or lessons from top Google engineers. Wow. And we also have access to I, can, I don't know how many, like 100 to 200 of Google employees, like senior wow. Google employees. And we can book one on one meetings with them. So if I'm working on a problem, I can I can book in a meeting with a senior engineer at Google and they can help me solve it or give me ideas on how to wow. solve it. So it's, it's really exciting. And I can't wait to, you know, take my assist to next level yeah. and give our, our pharmacies more, more tools.
1: Absolutely. And maybe we'll have you back once you, once you finish, um, you know, this accelerator program that you're in right now, we'll have you back and kind of talk about your experience. And I think, I, I just feel like, you know, share, like the more we share about these um resources and like these opportunities, I think it helps uh, future entrepreneurs and innovators to kind of know, you know, where to go and who to talk to and, and you know, what are some of the programs that they can potentially aspire to be a part of in the future, right? Um, And with that, I guess, as we are wrapping up this conversation, how do you describe the future of pharmacy in the next five years?
2: <laughs> That's uh, an interesting question to ask. I mean, a difficult question. Um. Um, so, I mean, I, I I do have ideas, um, but it it may not be something big, It may not be a groundbreaking thing. Maybe it's not, um, you know, some magical magic bullet. Maybe it's just little things here and there, Mm -hmm. um, better ways for us to retain customers, better ways to make us, um, more efficient. And all these things add up to to something that is very healthy and sustainable right um i think um you know i think virtual care there's a lot of opportunities there too Mm -hmm. but um because just because you can see a doctor on your phone quickly is that really an opportunity or a threat i think it is an opportunity because now pharmacists can you know, in the past, pharmacies have always relied so heavily on having a doctor next door.
1: Yes, right. That's like, yes. like
2: we're built around that. We're connected to that. Yeah, I think this frees us up. It frees us up to be a more, um, a more comprehensive healthcare site. Mm-hmm. So, I think that that's something that we want to explore more as a company, and we want to help pharmacies access that. Um, but we don't have the full future and, and and part of our goal is just to free up more time for your more of your time so that you can, you as a pharmacist can explore more of of what we can do.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And you kind of answered my question, my other question, which was around, you know, the future of digital health tech, I guess, especially in the pharmacy industry and, and I'm I'm super excited to, you know, hear a few thoughts of yours on that as well, like if you want to build on any of that.
2: Uh, yeah, I think for sure. I think, um I think right now a lot of virtual healthcare is built around convenience. Yes. Um, it's see your doc, see a doctor in two hours or less. Um, but the shift that I that we're starting to see in the U.S. mostly, but, yes. but you know, hopefully we'll see here more, is it's less about convenience and about being the best service available. Yes. Because if everyone can say that they're convenience, like it's not special anymore. So the next the next stage or like the next generation is more specialized virtual care you should come and use our service because we mm-hmm. have the best doctors mm-hmm. for your condition right you know we, or you know I think that is what's really interesting and fascinating to us and if you can do a virtual med check mm-hmm. you know is it necessarily better than an in-person med check yeah and I think there are ways to make it better yes. or make it even better and you know I'm exploring those things right now <laughs> but I think you need that to really really um, get to the next stage so I think virtual care is going to be huge but we're not not in the current form that we see right now necessarily. right
1: I agree I agree wow what a what an optimistic future you've painted um, and you know with that I'm going to wrap up this conversation with but one last thing and I'm always asking for advice because um, you know I think you've achieved some great things with Metasys and I really do look forward to seeing your journey from here onwards um, but as you know somebody I see as a problem solver within our, our profession. And any advice you wish to give to any aspiring innovators, pharmacy students, anyone who wishes to innovate um, and kind of challenge the status quo. Any advice you wish to give them?
2: Well, um, <laughs> it's um, it's a long journey. It's a roller coaster. There's ups and downs uh, all the time, and I think. I mean, I'm always, reach out to me if if you're interested. I'm mentoring, you know, some students right now um, that are interested in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Uh, I used to teach coding. We don't do as much, but I I teach coding to pharmacy students too on weekends uh, (laughs) before. Uh, We have rotations. Uh, I think we're actually hiring um, one or two more people that could be pharmacists. Uh, I don't know if that'll be the case by the time this recording is, but comes out. But basically, um, if you want to reach out or you want to learn, I think joining a company is, is, is one, one way and, and, and just talking about it and learning. Um, and it's a, it's a long journey. So it's not about one big idea. Like if you, right. you know, it's about practicing the skills required to problem solve every week mm-hmm. to come up with new ideas every week, um, reliably.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
2: what, that's what we do here. And, and those are skills you can practice, um, throughout wherever wherever you are wherever the practice environment you are I'm sure there's problems there that could be solved and you know you just build those skills and then one day you never know you'll, you'll, you you maybe have the opportunity to start something
1: that's fantastic thank you so much Michael for those really inspiring words and I would say take up Michael's offer Um, you know uh, in terms of any mentoring coaching that he can help you with because um, who better than to learn it from somebody who has gone through that process and and you know is um, is able to share that wisdom? I think that's the best way to learn. And as he mentioned, he may be hiring, so keep an eye out on the medicis page as well. Um, obviously, follow him on LinkedIn because uh, he may be announcing it there too. Um, so make sure you uh, to tune in and um, you know follow um, their pages, but also reach out to Michael if there's anything that th- he can do for you uh, because you just never know that connection you built and it might just lead to. Uh, that next opportunity that you're looking for as well. And Michael, thank you so much for taking this time to have this conversation with me. I have learned so much from you, and um, you know this has been um, this has been an inspiring conversation. I, I like I, I've and as I said, like I would love to have you back once you finish your Google Accelerator um, program. Would love to hear your thoughts on that and and you know seeing if um, what your what your recommendations are for any other innovators out there who wish to apply to that program in the future. Um, but thank you for representing Canada on a global platform. And uh, we are very happy to see what Metasys has done. And, uh, you know, thank you again for all the work that you're doing for the pharmacy profession as well.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and giving me a platform.
1: It's been my pleasure. Absolutely. And with that, we will sign off. And until next time, stay tuned for next week with our next episode. OK, bye bye.